Hello and welcome everybody to The Real Spotlight, Episode 4. In today's episode, we'll be talking about Amazon Prime's new show, Rings of Power, which just premiered its first two episodes. Uh, but before we get to any of that, we'll be diving deep into DCEU and MCU. I'm glad we chose to talk about the MCU and DCEU because I think those two topics, we are not going to get any kind of hate <laughs> That fandom is so loving and so endearing that it's all going to be supportive no matter what we say. So, Tony, if someone had a gun to your head and said DCEU or MCU, which one would you have to go with? Well, right now I'm just going to do MCU because they've had the more entertaining films and they've had probably triple the amount of movies. I think they're at 29 feature films, but I think Marvel from day one had a plan. And I know we've heard this so many times from so many people they've had a plan and they stuck to it the last what 14 years now and they haven't deviated okay this is what we're gonna do first movie in iron man 2008 they knew they were gonna do the avengers and they've carried that through and i think the dceu got caught up in the oh man we need to hurry up we need to rush these out make these movies and try to compete because we don't know if this comic book craze is gonna end soon they're probably kinging themselves now in retrospect thinking we should have just taken our time develop the movies and characters and we probably right now would have been the king of the hill when it comes to comic book movies i have so much more to say about the dceu <laughs> what are your thoughts about it so i agree with you that mcu has had a better blueprint for this whole big picture uh, i do agree with you on that and they've definitely had far more entertaining movies but with that said I just love DC so much. I, I didn't even know Marvel Comics was a thing, to be honest, when we first moved to the US, but I always knew about Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman. I always knew about them. So growing up, I knew more about DC than Marvel. And I know we're exclusively exclusively talking about DCEU. I don't know. This is a tough question. I think MCU makes far better movies and more entertaining movies, but I'm seeing a, a lot of potential in DCEU and I can't wait to see what they come up with. Every time I think the DCEU who has been basically driving on a gravel road and I see them trying to get back on that paved road, they go back into the gravel road because mm -hmm. they've had so many issues with so many movies, with so many actors, with so many directors in the past seven years that I end up like feeling bad for them. You know, it starts out with Zack Snyder who had to leave Justice League back in 2017 you know, he had this unthinkable tragedy with his daughter passing away, was taken and given to Josh Whedon. And when I say, you know, they were in a paved road, you know, we started off with Man of Steel. I'm going to say that the first 65% of the movie, 70%, I was loving it. And then that last third act was just so unbearable with the CGI, with the, I mean, Superman and Zod are fighting for, seems like an hour destroying all of metropolis it got way out of hand then batman v superman was just another train wreck for me i mean there are a lot of people who love the movie and then you have suicide squad which i'll just say is the worst comic book movie i've ever seen in my life that's the one in 2016 and then we got wonder woman in 2017 which i thought was amazing what did you think of wonder woman i loved it you know funny enough i was flying to tennessee and i was in one of those planes that they had the tiny screen that a few like the rows of seats are sharing like high above and they're like oh we're gonna play wonder woman on this flight <laughs> we had like those really crappy headphones on and even having to watch it like that 
I still loved it. I thought it was such a great movie. I thought Gal Gadot was the perfect choice, which at first I was skeptical about her being Wonder Woman. I'm not going to lie. But she was just great. And the movie had me, like, had me from the beginning till the end. So with that said, I have gone back and watched it on a bigger screen, of course. And yeah. I, I loved it even more. <laughs> what are your thoughts about, like, the current state of both properties of the MCU and DCEU? So I feel like Warner Brothers has always realized that there is somewhat of a quote-unquote issue with these DC movies and not necessarily the movie itself, but just the way they're distributing it. But maybe I feel like finally now they're doing something about it and I'm hoping that it's it's in the right direction. Because like I said, I love DC characters. And I hate to see them in these movies that end up being bad. Um, and I, I'm really hoping they start casting more carefully and actors that are less troublesome when it comes to their personal lives, because that does affect the movies as well. Um, so I'd yeah. like to say for the DCEU, it's upward. But who knows? Like you said, it's been up and down with them. You're not talking about Ezra Miller, right? No, not at all. He's a, he's a saint. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because I think honestly, I mean, I, I've never seen anybody get as many chances as this guy. I don't know if he yeah. has like file of dirty pictures of all these executives. But... I don't know what it is, but you're right. Like to be honest with you, I didn't even know about like kind of his. I'm assuming first incident where he choked a girl. Uh, I didn't even know about that. That's how well I feel like they hit that whole thing from the media, and I'm I I didn't even know about it till like years later. Is it because they've sunk so much mo- money into this Flash movie? That I has mean, to be it. I feel like there's just no way. And he is the main character. There's no way they can go back and redo every single scene with a new actor. I think that's where the problem is. But they said moving forward, they're not going to work with them anymore, right? I don't know. I just, you read so much on Twitter and you don't know if it's actual real information or just people just tweeting you know, to get likes and retweets. Mm-hmm. And I saw something that said that they're going to have a meeting with the executives. It was positive. The movie's still going forward. And I'm thinking, okay, you just can bat, what was it, Batgirl or Batwoman? They just scrapped yeah. that whole movie, which they're going to eat like $80, $90 million. And now you're still keeping this movie, which is probably going to cost them $200 plus million. Mm-hmm. But Like, why this one and not the other one? No, I get what you're trying to say, but... I don't, that's what I'm saying. Warner Brothers has made some very questionable decisions when it came to these DCEU movies. And I'm just hoping that finally something has gotten through to them and they're just going to make changes for the better. Because like I said, I I see potential in these movies. I don't even know how they're going to promote this Flash movie if this guy is still going insane. He can't do press. They can't do any promotion. Well, they have Supergirl in there. I feel like they're going to put a lot of emphasis on her. There's other characters also, right? Honestly, I don't really care about this movie, so I don't know. I know. (laughs) I have no interest in watching it. I'll be honest with you. When I first heard about it, I was more excited to see Supergirl in there than actual Flash, so... And as far as MCU goes, I don't know. I don't know what the future for them is. I mean, the upcoming Black Panther 2 trailer looked amazing. I know they have a lot of projects lined up, but to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know if they've already peaked (laughs) and that's it. But that's a really hard one because their TV shows haven't necessarily been the best. And I feel like they're kind of getting worse. (laughs) 
What I see for the MCU is that in the 2010s, they were producing two to three movies a year. For some reason, it didn't feel like it was peaked or it was saturating the market. Now in the 2020s, they're still trying to produce as many movies a year, but they're also producing the shows. And to me, that is what I feel like is so much like I... Now when I'm watching shows, I'm like, it feels like a chore. Now everything is connected. So I have to watch this seven episodes or I have to watch Loki because if I hadn't watched Loki, I can't watch Multiverse of Madness. And I think they should have taken a page of Star Wars when Rise of Skywalker came out. They decided, okay, we're going to take a break from making movies. We're going to focus on the shows. And they, well, they did The Mandalorian, which is a big hit. They've had a couple duds, but no movies and i think when we get the news about a new star wars movie i'm pretty sure people will be excited and be like hey it's been four or five years since we've seen a movie uh seen a star wars movie marvel should have done the same i say hey we're gonna after endgame let's take a little pause for a couple years let's build that anticipation back with the fans because there's none of that now there's like the show ends there's a movie the movie comes out there's a new show i think disney is just seeing dollar bill signs <laughs> that's the thing i feel like no matter how bad it gets people are still gonna go see it at least for now and that's why i feel like they're just pumping out stuff for people because they again they just want the money that's how i see it and that's what it feels like you can tell there's no passion behind these projects at least for some of them you can look at other ips like jurassic park you can see like even the transformers i can't tell you how much hatred i have for those <laughs> movies but they all made so much money and i wanted to like make a plea to people stop going to the theater and watch this mm -hmm. you don't need that last transformers movie was i don't want i hate to use this word it was an atrocity of cinema and <laughs> now I think, you just sound like an instagram critic <laughs> and i think that was the that was the one that they said okay we need to stop because they didn't make that much money because the previous one made almost a billion i think so with marvel i agree they see dollar bills they're gonna keep making it but in the end it's gonna hurt them that's what i think about the shows now with the mcu there's so much now it's like an inundation of content it feels like an obligation and a chore now that i have to watch no i agree with you 100 percent. so going back to dceu what would you have done differently like back in the earlier stages like what was it 2013 ish what yeah. would you have done differently to save the universe <laughs> the dceu universe i should say like the prequels and Star Wars, they should have come to me first and asked my opinion because then everything would have been perfect. So this is what I would have done if I had all the power, you know. I would have done Man of Steel. I would have gave Man of Steel a sequel. Then I would have given every single character who was in the Justice League, I would have given them a solo movie. Because when we get to Justice League, all of a sudden we're seeing Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg. If we would have gotten to know each of the characters with their own movie, and they would have taken their time, Justice League would have come out in like 2019, 2020. Their eagerness to try to compete with the MCU is what made them do all these decisions and rush all these movies out. And I've said it before, I love these characters more than the MCU ones. Mm -hmm. So it pains me to say all this about it. That's me if I had a genie and a magic wand to redo everything. 
So now that you've expressed how you feel about DCEU as a whole, and you've kind of broke down most of the movies, I'm very curious to know what your top five is actually from DCEU. All right, so we're talking about our favorites, right? So uh, I don't want to do top five worst. Let's just do... Yeah, least, let's do one only because, <laughs> because again, I haven't seen all of them, so I feel like it's almost unfair. But my least favorite has to be the 2016 Suicide Squad because I couldn't even finish it. I'm talking about like, I even watched Justice League, like the first, what was it, 2017? I even watched that all the way through. I could not finish Suicide Squad and I tried twice. What did you say? Atrocity to cinema? So that was Transformers, but you, you can I, add I, that just, to this movie. Let me just yeah, go on. <laughs> cut in because this is my worst one. I think this is the worst comic book movie of all time. No, it can't be worse than Catwoman. Come on. <laughs> Catwoman has Halle Berry. Case closed. Uh, no, I I feel anger when I tr- when I was doing the reviews of all the DCU movies mm-hmm. on my Instagram, and I go, oh my god, I have to watch this, and I think I gave it like a two. That's just because you know you had Will Smith and Margot Robbie. At least mm-hmm. they tried, but the villain was so awful. I don't even I don't so even awful. think I got to the villain. What was it? It was Cara Delevingne, right? The, yeah. Which yeah. I think yeah. that's where I stopped my conference room with her coming out. And I was like, I'm done with this. Movie. I saw somebody on Twitter trying to talking about release the t- David Ayer's cut. And I go, stop it. Please stop it. Especially <laughs> after I saw his movie called The Tax Collector in 2020 or 2019 with Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. That thing was horrifically bad. Even though Shia LaBeouf was pretty good in it. I said, this man should not be able to write or direct or do anything in movies ever again. Anyway, let's go to the MCU. What are your top five MCU movies? Okay, uh, number five I have. and Okay, so talking about controversial top five, this is probably not a common one you would see. But number five, I have Endgame. Number four, I have the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Number three, I have Civil War. Number two, I have Spider-Man Homecoming. And at number one, I have Doctor Strange. All right, so at five, I have the original Avengers. At four, I have Winter Soldier. And then three, I have Infinity War, which I enjoy much more than Endgame. At number two, I have a movie that if it were to have bombed in the box office, we would not be talking about the MCU right now, and that's Iron Man from 2008. And the casting of Robert Downey Jr., the best decision MCU ever did because he basically carried that whole thing for 14 years in my opinion and then number one it recently became my number one because a few months ago i just played it and i go let me just watch it and i had so much fun with it and i loved loved the characters and that's guardians of the galaxy of uh, the first guardians of the galaxy i laughed so much while watching it again i said i'm going to use the word fun a lot and i'm going to do it again this was just a fun movie from beginning till the end the characters are funny they're lovable there's honestly nothing bad about guardians i can say <laughs> yeah the only nitpick i have is the villain i mean mm-hmm. he was annoying a little at times but you don't care about that because you have these characters that you fall in love with right away and when you have characters like that you let things slide and it was such a breath of fresh air to have this movie come out because at times we were stuck with the, the Captain Americas and the Thors <laughs> and this, boom, this just comes out of nowhere and just right. blows everybody away. And it was so disappointing, the second one. Let me just say that. 
I thought it was just I know people like it, but I just could not like get over the fact that <laughs> everything has to be a joke, everything yeah. has to be a punchline. I mean it's not awful, but it's one of my least favorites. Wow. Those are those are some serious words there. Yeah. <laughs> but what's your least favorite from the Marvel movies? Again, we're just doing one or uh, okay. MCU uh, movies, I should say. MCU, I'm just gonna say it. Thor the Dark World. I can't like you said you can't get through Suicide Squad. I fall asleep right away in the Dark World. I don't know why. I just don't like the movie. I don't really enjoy the first two Thor ones, but this one is just like a snooze fest. And and yes, I like Iron Man two better than this. <laughs> I like uh, Love and Thunder better than this. So, <laughs> this is just bottom, bottom, bottom of the barrel. So much like the DC EU movies, there's quite a few I haven't seen from Marvel MCU universe. Uh, the only thing I can think of that I couldn't really I tried to watch and I couldn't get through was Iron Man 2. I haven't tried Thor. What is it? The second one? Dark World. Dark World. Yeah, I didn't even try that one. So who knows? If I watch those, I probably will like them less than Iron Man 2. But I'm just going to go with that. Yeah, Thor is an interesting character because he was so boring in his first two movies. He was better in the Avenger movies. He had a little more life to him. And then Taika comes with Ragnarok, which completely does a 180 to his character makes him lo more lovable yeah. and more charismatic and then you go to Love and Thunder which they do another 180 and make him into a bumbling buffoon I <laughs> that's just me and so I just I want Thor to be like and he is in the Avenger movies because he's not stupid right you know and they're they're making him dumb <laughs> it's just like he's not dumb that's just Let's get back to what made him more acceptable as a character, which is right. in the Avenger movies. I digress. Right, before we head to our thoughts on Rings of Power, let's just give our favorite and least favorite shows from both properties of MCU and DCEU. Well, I'm going to start with DCEU because they only have one, and it's Peacemaker. <laughs> and so far, honestly, I think that's the best superhero show we've gotten in my opinion, it's just so funny. And I was hesitant to watch it because I didn't care for his character. I thought he was just kind of a jerk in the movie. But I just love that the show turned his character around completely. I loved it. But from Marvel, um, my favorite has to be Loki. And I know it has a lot of people that don't like it. But I thought it was the most interesting and it looked so good, in my opinion. I know it was CG heavy, but it looked really good and I liked the characters. I liked his variants. Um, but yeah, and my least favorite, if I could pick She-Hulk, I would, but I can't yet because the show's not done and I'm not going to judge it before the show's done. And I've only seen one and a half episodes, <laughs> but yeah. I'm going to go with probably Hawkeye because I thought the show started strong, but ended really weak. That's funny because my answers are the same. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, John's. You know how there's just people who are born to play certain a character. Characters. Yeah, <laughs> and I think he is the perfect casting for Peacemaker. In this show, he does bring out this character. He does bring the character to life. And mm -hmm. there's certain there are a lot of scenes that he made me laugh because I. Oh yeah. I remember <laughs> watching the trailer and I go, I'm not watching this. I, I put a story on my Instagram and you know what? I'm gonna own up to it because I said I'm not watching this. And I watched the first episode, and I go, okay. And then the second episode, 
he has a scene where he's like starts crying and i go oh my god this is funny i just and love I, the characters in that show in general like vigilante it's funny and then his eagle is called eagerly um anyway so my least favorite is going to be hawkeye as well i thought mm-hmm. i like jeremy renner it is one of those, why does he have a show? Why does yeah. he have a show? Like every character, why does why do you need a show? Mm-hmm. And then you watch the first one, you're like, okay. And then it just went downhill from there. But what's your favorite from the Marvel Universe? <laughs> like I said, I, I have the same answer. So I'm going to pick Loki as well. Okay. Just, just <laughs> edging out Moon Knight, believe it or mm-hmm. not. I wasn't a big Loki fan at all in the movies i'm like why are people so like enamored with this guy he's just okay and but i like the actor tom hiddleston and this show he he got more time to bring out the character Mm -hmm. for me to like him more there are some episodes i'm gonna tell you the truth that i had to rewatch because i fell asleep (laughs) there's just so much stuff yeah. Maybe because I'm getting old and I can't watch, stuff. <laughs> but I I had to rewatch the shows. But I ended up liking it as a whole, and I don't. I think it was like a seven point something. I have yet to give any show other than Peacemaker any above an eight. We'll so, see. We'll see what happens with She Hulk. Maybe you will give it an eight. <laughs> that's. <sighs> we won't get into that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. How about we get to the Rings of Power? which is a brand new show, like you mentioned in the beginning, Amazon Prime, a prequel to The Lord of the Rings, but it's not really tied into all the Tolkien's work. I saw your story (laughs) about you not digging it. Mm -hmm. Did you end up watching episode two? I did. I did watch episode two. I watched the last night after work. I was like, I got to do it if I don't up to date with the episodes i'm gonna fall behind and i'm never gonna get to it so yeah first thing i did when i got home from work yesterday was watch episode two did you like it more than the first one let me just say i liked it way more than episode one i by the way before we say anything else this is a spoil free segment on the show so feel free to listen we're not gonna spoil anything I thought episode one was kind of all over the place with the pacing. I thought it started great. I loved the first 20 minutes. The intro was great in my opinion. But everything else after that, I just thought, again, the pacing was all over the place. The writing felt very, very lazy. The dialogues were not good. It didn't have, it didn't, ca- I didn't know where the story was even headed. The dialogue, and I know it's like, yeah, I agree with the dialogue. Yeah. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like you were in Middle Earth. It felt yeah. It felt like a it felt like a new show with new characters that had nothing mm-hmm. to do with Lord of the Rings. But and go ahead. It, the conversations were so dragged out that you would kind of forget the point of what they were talking about. Again, nothing about that first episode had me. I was just I was on my phone more than half of it too. And I know people are going to be like, "That's why you didn't like it," but no, like I just could not stay focused. I, yeah. But then episode two, huge step up. There were some really epic scenes in there, much more coherent when it came to the storytelling. I just feel like it wasn't jumping from one story. That's the thing. I felt like episode one had too much to tell and it was too rushed. I feel like they should have trimmed down on a few characters and maybe stay focused on core. But yeah, huge step up for episode two. I have a feeling it is going to gradually get better. So I'm going to continue watching it and give it a fair shot. You mentioned you really liked the first 20 minutes. I wasn't a big fan of it (laughs) um and here's why and it's before we we even talk about it it's so hard not to compare it to the movies (laughs) and to the actual books 
it's hard not to compare, but I also think it's not fair in a sense because they're trying really hard to make their own show, their own world. If you're a big fan of the books and the movies, it might not be your cup of tea. At times, when they're going to the Hobbits or the Harfoots, I at times felt like I was watching like Narnia, but I did end up liking them. I mean, at first I'm like, wow, this feels like Narnia. The war, hey, know, hey, the, hey, the, hey, the hey, setting. before you go on, Chronicles of Narnia is like top tier movie for me. So watch your words. <laughs> I guess I will not. I, okay. Like my mother but I get would what say you mean. in it's Spanish, a lot of, yeah. <laughs> she would say, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say it. <laughs> so I will not say nothing about Narnia. I just yeah. I had the, that, that sense of just the way the characters looked and talked. No, I, it was a lot of green screen, a lot of green screen, and you could tell. And I know these worlds are hard to create with like actual locations. It it looked like you should be watching this in IMAX. Mm-hmm. Like it's a waste that we're watching it on our TVs. Yeah, I felt like I'm envious of the people who got to watch it on IMAX in the theater the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. But back to the first twenty minutes. <laughs> It felt so much. She's trying to explain what was going on, Galadriel. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, uh, again, I hate to compare it to Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship, when Kate Blanchett is explaining first monologue, and she does it so great. But this one felt a little flat, her delivery. And the actress who plays Galadriel, I can't even begin to pronounce her name. I, I should do a better job in looking it up and see how it's <laughs> pronounced, but her last name is Clark. But once we get to her story in the first episode, I did like her more and more and more. The whole episode is just so, like, I see the visual is visually spectacular. The music complements the, the visuals. But I agree that it was the lesser of the two. Why I think that is because we get introduced to the dwarves, which I think are my favorite part of the show. And we get Prince Durin, who you hear those names in the, in the original trilogy. I, no, I think it's in The Hobbit. I can't remember now. We get to see Casa Doom of how it was in the beginning. So Casa Doom is where the mines of Moria are. That's where the Fellowship go. That's where Gandalf fights Balrog. Oh, in the first movie, right? Yes, okay. For the Fellowship. Yeah. That's where they're mm-hmm. at. So I thought I was mesmerized by that whole. Plus, I really like the dialogue between the guy who plays Durin. You know, for our next, the next time we talk about Rings of Power, I want to make sure that I'm going to go online to learn how to say these char- these actors and actresses' names because the guy who plays Prince Durin, I have no idea how to say his first name. His last name is Arthur. But I think he's really good. And I like the fact that the dwarves are not portrayed like morons or like, you know, cartoon characters like they were in The Hobbit. And here he has a passionate speech towards Lord Elrond, who is played by Robert Aramayo. It's funny, when I saw the trailer, I looked back and I go, wait, that's the dude that played Ned Stark, right? Young Ned Stark, yeah. yeah. Young Ned Stark <laughs> in season six, I was just like, whoa, that's him. He started off bland, Elrond, and then he got better and better, especially in episode two. What? So what made episode two better? So... I just thought episode two had better pacing in general. I know I I keep saying that's my complaint about it, but that was honestly what made episode one not all that enjoyable for me. I felt like it wasn't moving forward and it was only an hour long, the episode, but I felt like I was watching it for five hours. But with two, it just, when I paused it, I, I was already more than halfway done. Like I wasn't feeling that drag in it. 
there were again like I said a couple of epic parts in there um in the sea and at the end like you said I don't know I just that's what I wanted from like a fantasy show and I got it in episode two so like I said I really think this it wasn't a fluke that episode two was better than one and it's gonna progressively get better I don't know if you know this but Amazon Prime has already said that this show is gonna be five seasons and I think they're saying that because they paid a lot of money this mm-hmm. this first season, which is only eight episodes, the budget is seven hundred million dollars. Yeah, almost a billion. <laughs> and that's to me is I Insane. can't even comprehend. Yeah. You're saying that each episode costs almost a hundred million. But before I say anything else, or you say anything else, um, you know how I did a poll on my Instagram because Amazon was actively removing negative reviews and whatnot, so I wanted to get my followers' opinions. And I know you said if you're a fan of the book or the movies, you probably won't enjoy the show as much. I don't know. And my boyfriend's brother-in-law, who's a huge fan of Lord of the Rings, he has a tattoo of it. That's how much he loves it. He's, he loved both episode one and two. So I'm actually oddly surprised. No, I when we give our rating, I don't think my rating is going to be bad. Yeah. I think, like I said, it's setting it up. We have to step back and think, okay, this is five seasons. You know, we're so used to getting everything right away. Mm-hmm. We want everything explained to us. Like, okay, hurry up, tell me. Like, what are we gonna do? Yeah, like, it's easier because in the House of the Dragon, we know we know the ending. We know what's gonna happen. So we just want to know what's the prequel. We want to mm-hmm. know. But with this, we don't know anything. This is way before the events of Lord of the Rings. We're talking about thousands and thousands of years. I'm I'm intrigued to see what the stranger, who the stranger is, the origins of Sauron, what the heck that sword is that keeps popping up. I'm excited for it i just hope that we get better dialogue moving forward mm-hmm. you know since we're doing non-spoiler we'll just go straight to our rating what would you give episode one and episode two episode one see i, I can't when i rate something i take everything into consideration like how it looks and writing and just in general story i think this would be like a six because i think episode one all it had going for it was it looked good again i was really bored during that first episode but it did look really beautiful i don't know maybe (laughs) 6.5 no no you can go with your good i'll go with 6.5 because honestly the actors are not bad i think it's just the lines that they were given i think for me the weakest characters right now the elves Mm -hmm. besides galadriel and elrond like everybody else just seems wooden and i just hope we get more life into them throughout the show what what did you rate episode one? I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Oh, okay. Um, I rewatched it. Thursday was just a long day for me, and I actually fell asleep the first time. It's probably because I've been up for so long. I tried to watch episode two, and I was just like, my wife's like, "You're sleeping," and I go, "Ugh." <laughs> so I had to wait for the next day, and I watched it, and I enjoyed episode one more. But like we mentioned, I enjoyed episode two way more. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give episode two an eight out of ten. So what did you give episode two? I would give episode two like an 8.5 to be honest, because I had no issues with it really, other than again, the dialogue for the improvement alone, it deserves a much higher score. So I'm going to go with 8.5. Let me just mention one little thing. This is just, this has nothing to do with the rating or what I think of the show, but I was, I sound, I sound spoiled. I was expecting a little more creativity with the intro. Oh, yeah. I I wasn't a huge fan of the intro, but I didn't hate it either. It was just kind of there. (laughs) Yeah, it was just like, okay. I was expecting, okay, this is building up. This is building up. Like, man, guys, you got to spend a little more money on the intro. (laughs) It didn't uh, have any effect on my rating of the show. 
And before we head out, we're just going to answer some of the questions you guys asked over on Instagram. And Tony, take it away. Give us the first question. This is from Merck with the movies. He asked, do you feel that DC should just start from scratch to avoid Snyder fans' demands? I think a clean slate would be beneficial to them. So I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I'm going to say, I mean, if hypothetically, yes, but I don't think that's going to happen. Would I love to see that and them start from scratch and go, okay, we're going to do this? Yeah, but... Yeah, I don't see it happening. I'm going to say no. Just just try to fix what you have here. Let, let's not give in to any more demands. So our second question is, comes from Quinn, who I don't know who he is. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, he was our guest in the last episode. So from Fused <laughs> by Quinn, he asked, Are you or have you ever felt superhero fatigue? Is the genre overdone? Absolutely. I feel fatigued right now, at, at least with Marvel. <laughs> uh like we talked about earlier, it's just they're pumping out so much stuff that it's becoming a chore to watch them. And I know if I don't watch them, I'll fall behind and I'll never get to it. But yeah, I'm absolutely feeling fatigued. I am more excited for DC only because we haven't gotten as much stuff. When it comes to feeling fatigued, I'm feeling it with Marvel stuff. I'm not going to lie. That's hard because I've only felt fatigued once. Like I like I said, this is a, a, a genre that you can watch or not watch. Like it's not we're not being forced to watch it, right? But I did feel it when I was watching <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder. I'm like, okay, I think I'm done with Marvel. <laughs> and then, you know, for me, I'm just going to say yes, I'm at that point. For others, are they like, give me more, give me more, give me more. And that's great. And that's who they're catering to. This is from Travel Enthusiast 2000. They ask, is there an MCU or DCU movie you wish you could delete from history? <laughs> All right, this is easy for me. And we already talked about it. There'll be Suicide Squad from 2016. Agreed. All right, well, that was easy. All right, next question. This one comes from our favorite movie underscore lover. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a simple question. He says, favorite superhero. That's easy for me. Um, okay, so I'm going to divide this into DC and Marvel only because I feel like that's the fair way to do it. This is one of the reasons that I love Justice League, the Snyder Cut, a lot. And that's because we get a glimpse of Martian Manhunter at the end because he is probably my favorite DC uh, superhero. He's just so cool, you know? And I hope, I hope we get a very well done CGI <laughs> movie of him because there's no way you can do it practical um and from marvel probably spider-man only because i love that he's a flawed superhero and he's learning to be a superhero so i'm gonna say superman because i am considered basically in the instagram community like a grandpa since i'm like over 40 <laughs> i'm just gonna say superman because i grew up watching the all of christopher Reeves' movies over and over and over again in the 80s and 90s so he was you know when i grew up there weren't that many superhero movies there was mm -hmm. superman then batman came out in 89 and i don't think i could ever see as much as i think cavill is a good superman for me christopher Reeves was always going to be my superman and that's the reason why i love the character and that's my favorite superhero i know that's so generic cliche for to say superman so i'm not even gonna pick an MC. i'm just gonna say this is my favorite of everything Nothing comes You're loyal close. to your Superman. Case closed. <laughs> Actually, I have a question from my daughter. Let's go. She asks, what are you hoping or expecting to see in the newer Batman movies with Robert Pattinson, with a sequel that's coming up? Mm -hmm. So, Tony, you did a live about the Batman movie that I was part of, and I said I want to see Mad Hatter, and I'm sticking to that. I want this kind of dark version of Batman to continue. I want that horror element that we got in the intro of it with Halloween. 
So yeah, I just want to see those dark, almost horror elementish themes back. For those who are listening, I just want to say if you hear dogs in the background, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're just going crazy. I just don't want to see Joker. I think we're Jokered out. Like I gave the Batman a really high score. Them incorporating the Joker, I felt wasn't necessary. We need newer characters. There's such an abundance of great villains that we need to give them some some proper time to shine. And I would love to see the Mad Hatter. I think having the Riddler being the first villain was done well. So I just, like I said, I don't want to see Joker. I agree. I I really didn't like that ending. Maybe him as like a, like a side character, but not, I don't want him to be the focal point. I could not agree more. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the next question. This next question is really random, but a travel enthusiast again it just says thoughts on the Hobbit movies. So funny story. I've seen Hobbit one and Hobbit three. I've not seen the second one. I know, very interesting. I enjoy them. I don't think they're on par with Lord of the Rings movies. And I know it's unfair to compare, but I did enjoy them for what they are. So I've noticed a pattern with the Imania. I know, I skipped the middle one. You skip, like you haven't seen Thor, Dark World, but you've seen Ragnarok. <laughs> did I miss much with Dark World, though? Be honest. <laughs> no, you didn't. Okay, I've, thank you. Iron Man 2, you haven't seen Well, I haven't watch? seen Iron No, I have not seen Iron Man 3, so. I... Okay, at least. Uh, my opinion on The Hobbit could be a whole podcast. I'm just going to keep it short. It shouldn't have been three movies. They could have done it in one movie. The first Hobbit, there's a scene. That literally takes 45 minutes of them just having dinner when he welcomes the, the dwarves. I love Martin Freeman. I love seeing Gandalf again, Ian McKellen. But I just don't think this deserved three movies. That second movie was okay. I like Smog was the, the dragon who was voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. It was really good. The CGI is so overdone. Mm -hmm. It makes it look fake at times. And then the third movie is so outrageous. <laughs> I love Lord of the Rings because they use so much practical effects. So like all the orcs looked amazing, the makeup. And then you have all these orcs who are all CGI and they look horrible. So it takes you out of the story. I'm sorry. Actually, re <laughs> that being said, and all this shit I'm talking about, I just rewatched the three movies last week <laughs> just because it was just in the background. I just love Middle Earth. So I don't even, even if it's a bad movie, I'm like, okay, I'm back with Gandalf. I'm back with... You know, Martin Freeman as Bilbo. We get Andy Serkis again as Gollum in the first one. So there is things to enjoy, but I think I'm, my highest rating yeah. of the three is a 7 or a 6.5, and that's the first one. Before we move on from this question, though, I watched the Hobbit movies before I watched the Lord of the Rings movies. So I think that's why I didn't, not hate, but that's why I probably enjoyed them more than most people did. I watched them when I had nothing else to compare it to. Oh, that's, I think that's, the, you're the first person I've heard say that. And watch The Hobbit before The Lord of the Rings. I used to not watch that many movies, believe it or not. We have another question from our great friend, Sach. Sach, I'm going to message you later because <laughs> these questions are just out of control. He asks, <laughs> is the Rogue Prince from House of Dragon the second best GOT episode of all time so far? Please discuss every second episode of <laughs> GOT. Okay, Sach, we don't have time to discuss every second episode. <laughs> Look, I don't even remember every single second episode. I had to think long and hard about it. Okay, episode two of this, 
So the one that stands out the most is season four, episode two, which is the lion and the rose. And that's the purple wedding when we see our favorite character choke to death. <laughs> that was a very satisfying episode. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I hate to keep saying in the books, but when I read that part, I'm like, I was thinking, God, that's a painful way to go, but not painful enough for this little prick. Anyway, Sash, that's our answer. Well, I'm sorry. That's my answer for favorite. What's yours, Manya? To be honest with you, I'm going to skip this question because I don't remember every single episode really well. But I'm just going to agree with you that that Purple Wedding episode is one of the best, probably. Well, that's it for the question. So um, let's head out of here. I know you're heading to New York in a few days. So what I feel about New York. You know, I was born <laughs> and raised there, so I love it. I'm going to be heading there, actually, in less than three weeks so that's kind of funny when you're like i'm going to new york um the first week in september i'm like yeah i'm going <laughs> the third week so, i know it's my first time ever going so i'm super excited do you uh where are you staying at exactly i don't know my friend i completely gave her the freedom to like plan the whole thing because one it's not her first time going and two it's she's doing fashion week it's her thing so i'm just letting her plan everything uh are you going by yourself no i'm going with her but it's just me and her <laughs> send me where to go not yeah. touristy places but tell me all the good pizza and bagel spots because apparently that's what i'm supposed to eat when i'm there yes there's <laughs> there's so many but yeah i'll send you my favorites and i'll send you places to avoid Okay. So you don't have to go. Please do. <laughs> All right. So let's 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 get out of here. Actually, there's one more thing. Make sure to go to our Instagram page at the underscore real spotlight. There you're gonna find a link to Linktree, and it'll have my personal Instagram, Mania's personal Instagram. It'll have the link to the Real Spotlight Twitter page. And of course, it'll have the link to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And while you're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a review, rate the show, and all that good stuff. Thank you again for listening. This was the Real Spotlight Episode 4. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Peace out.